Mm. I'm really excited for today's tea, where we talk a lot about cultivating self-trust and living unapologetically. Not an easy thing to do, but I'm so glad that my dear friend, Nafsika Zacharakis, came to join me on this day and for this conversation. We talk deeply about sovereignty. I talk a lot about that. I believe that our home is within ourselves first and then everything outside of us is a bonus. (laughs) And I think that Sovereignty takes a daily intention and practice to cultivate. We talk a lot about building self-trust and being in our power. And only from that place can we ask for what we desire and think abundantly and then surrender to the magic of the unseen forces all around us. Nafsika is a really powerful human. (laughs) She actually is from the East Coast like me. She's from Boston. She recently moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, and she's known for her daily dance parties, bringing the energy everywhere she goes. Oh, for real, she does. And she is your hype girl, for sure. She started her career in medicine, uh, lovely corporate America like me, and soon realized She was making a lot of other people happy rather than herself. And she knew that wasn't going to work for very long. And she naturally was guided to transformation work and personal development and ultimately ended up in network marketing because she really loved the business model and how the freedom it would give her and definitely has created her own reality with this freedom and abundance. And it's so beautiful to watch. She spends her time now focused on empowering other women and reaching their highest potential, living their lives boldly, unapologetically, and authentically themselves. We need more of us, that's for sure. And I am so grateful for this conversation. We talk a lot about how we treat ourselves and how that dips into how we treat others. And it's just a really powerful conversation, a lot about daily life, just grounding us in the practical and daily life and how this comes to life in our lives. And I know I talk sometimes a lot about being a visionary or being a dreamer, and there's always room for that. But there's also room for us grounding in the here and now with how we can put all of these ways of being into practice. So here's to you living unapologetically. Enjoy today. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. And it's 1010. Love that angel number. (laughs) That's a powerful one. Oh, 
Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to have my beautiful friend, Napsika Zacharakis, who is here to spill some serious tea today. Oh, thank you for being here, babe. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm like, my face hurts from smiling. Oh, you're <laughs> glowing as always, as always. Hmm. Oh, Today's tea is on cultivating self-trust and living unapologetically. Woo! What a way to be, what a way to live. And we're on that journey together, you know, and it's just so moving for me to meet women that are doing this, that are living this, that are embodying this way of being because it is not easy in our culture, right? And I think we know there's so many shifts happening and it's amazing to be a part of them, but we still are being asked to lead by example in this. And my prayer is that every woman cultivates this, cultivates trusting herself and living unapologetically. Unapologetic gets a bad rep as a word, right? It doesn't mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just like putting a big middle finger to the world. It just means that we're finally not at war with who we actually are. (laughs) So before we get into the topic at hand, Boo, I would love for you to give an intro on who you are, what you're doing, what you're up to these days, and all the beautiful things that are happening in your life. Oh my goodness. I like can't wait to go into the topic because there's so many things that we get to talk about today. Ah, but to introduce myself, yeah. So my name is Nastika. My background is Greek. It's actually interesting. I'm gonna go on a tangent right now because this is literally perfect for what we're gonna talk about. For 24 years of my life, I went by Nancy. And a lot of people oh. don't know that. Like Lauren didn't even know that. And oh talk gosh. about like wanting to fit in and not wanting to rock the boat or be different or be unapologetic. Like my parents named me Nancy, which is the English translation of Nastika, even though they named me after my grandmother, whose name is Nastika. So there's a lot there. And when I moved to California four years ago was when I drew a line in the sand and made a decision to go by Nastika. So even the decision of my name, like I cared a lot about what people thought about me. I didn't want to make it difficult on people. Like it was too hard for them to pronounce my name. So I didn't want to have to repeat myself over and over again. So it was just easier to go by Nancy. And now when I hear the name Nancy, it like freaks me out. There's nothing wrong with the name Nancy, by the way. I mean, I don't know the name Nancy. There's nothing wrong with it. It just like wasn't who I am and just the fitting in aspect. So tangent there, but who am I? Oh, I... Don't even know where to start with that question, but I will tell you what I do, I guess. I'll tell you how old I am. We'll start with the basics. I'm 28. I'm Greek. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. So I have that like, and I know Lauren, you're also from the East Coast. So we have that like East Coast vibe. That grit. That grit, that that hustle, that like straightforwardness. Like, you know, I always had the like work hard, play hard. I don't give a fuck type of attitude. And then it dulled. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But I worked in the medical field for many, many years, transitioned into sales and marketing, and then transitioned into owning my own business through network marketing and through isogenics because I was chasing freedom and chasing not being told what to do, honestly, and living my life unapologetically in that way and empowering and inspiring other women to do the same thing. And I found that 
in this industry. I really, truly can do that with my leadership and with really just leading by example. So I'm also a cycling instructor on the side. I love dancing. I'm super social, just totally an extrovert, as you already know. The fact that you and I haven't met in person is crazy. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely wild. You know, you haven't met and you're this close. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's like social media, man. That's what brings people together. It can at least. So yeah, that's a little synopsis about me. Thank you, babe. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing about your name. I just told you before we recorded, I think your name is a superhero name. So Mm. I'm obsessed and Greek and Italian. Oh boy. We're cut from the same cloth, even though each one thinks they're better than the other. (laughs) I will say I love Greek food so much. I mean, Italian food, you know, but I feel like Greeks and Italians taught the world how to eat. We always say that that's like a line from the Sopranos. We taught the world how to eat. I really do believe Greeks and Italians taught the world how to eat. I love it. There's not one person who doesn't like Greek or Italian food that I've met. That's for sure. So I just want to honor you and say you are such a powerful force, but you are equally as soft and feminine. And I just think that is the essence of who you are. Like you are so loving. You help so many people, so many women. You hold space. And I'm so excited to really get into this topic today with you because you're living it and you're really focused on embodying this. And like we talked about, it's not easy. Before we get into kind of the topic at hand, I want to ask you the question I ask every woman that spills the tea with me, which is for you, what does it mean to come home to you? I love this question. Immediately, what comes to mind is taking time with myself, like exactly what you just said about the femininity, like the way that I've cultivated that, because like we talked about earlier, right? I'm from Boston. I'm gritty. I hustle. Like I have worked in sales, build teams, do all these things, right? Go, go, go. But coming home to me and especially like being women in the feminine side of me, that like authentic deep side of me means slowing down, spending time with me, You will not catch me on my phone before I do my morning routine, like really setting those boundaries that I've been doing for five, six years before I even got into network marketing in my business. It was like, I knew that I got to journal every morning, read, meditate, breathe, drink my coffee slowly and just wake up slowly and have an hour to 90 minutes, sometimes even two hours in the morning that I spend with me. And I like to take my time with that because it sets up my whole trajectory of my day so that I can be myself and be the best version of myself with that full cup that we talk about so frequently. Oh, that full cup. You said it. That's an amazing answer. Thank you. Today, we are going to spill a lot of tea on sovereignty, unapologetic living, cultivating that self-trust, which I think is the hardest to do, being in our power, but also asking for what we desire and asking for support. And also, we're going to talk a lot about thinking abundantly. We talk about abundance all the time, and I think that's a big piece of what we're going to talk about today, as well as just still with all of that said, embodying surrender and trusting how our path is unfolding. So to kick off, let's talk about 
what it means to live unapologetically. How do you think about that? And how do you consciously move through your days with that in mind? That's a great question. I'm like, where do I want to go with this? There's so much. I think that the word unapologetic gets thrown out a lot. Like it's a buzzword and people are like, be unapologetic, like be yourself, all of these things, right? It's like trendy right now and it's trending and everybody wants to do that. For me personally, of course, everyone has their own definition. What that means to me is living as you please every single day and shining your light. I don't want to go into the negative of not dimming your light, but shining your light such that you are inspiring others and leading the way, leading the way for others. I know you, Lauren, was starting this podcast and your brand and the women that listen to this podcast, like we are leaders and, and we are women who are changing the world and, and paving the way. And when we embrace who we authentically and truly are, we are unapologetic and we shine that light to others. So that's what I would say about being unapologetic and it starts with like little decisions. And this is also ties into the self-trust piece of like, how do you trust yourself, right? Like how do we cultivate that self-trust? The same thing with how we cultivate living and being unapologetic with little decisions where it's like asking myself over and over again every day, like, what do I want? So it's like, what time do I want to wake up? Okay, this time feels good. Okay, let's do it. What book do I want to read this morning? Or what do I want to journal about? Like those little questions. What do I want to wear today? Like what's going to allow me to express myself? And how do I want to do my makeup? Or how do I want to do my hair? Do I just not want to do my hair and makeup today? You know, that's part of it too. And like making those little decisions and asking myself over and over again, those questions allows me to steer the way of where I want to go and continuing to do things that feel good. And then sometimes I ask myself that question of like, what do I want? What do I want to do right now? How do I want to be? And I'll answer it. And then it doesn't feel good. I'll do that thing. And I'm like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. Okay. So now we know that that's not really an alignment or we know that that wasn't the best choice or whatnot. Like with any area of my life, like you can apply it to so many different little things. And then it snowballs into the bigger things where if you want to start your own business or start your own brand or travel or get into this relationship and like those bigger decisions are easier to make when you've already built that muscle and practiced living and being unapologetic, which to me just means also just doing what you want and not listening to other people. And that's what I would say about that. We question what we want all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to know why we want certain things, but to question it, especially because a lot of our desires, they're so innately in us from when we're born, from when we're young, and they're there for a reason. And I think a lot of us, we take a lot of detours to finding our way back to those deep desires. And so I love that you went there and I love that you connected this so much already with self-trust because that's really where I want to go next is cultivating self-trust. It's so challenging because a lot of noise is coming at us every day from external sources. Some of those external sources are in the media or like far away external sources. And some of them are coming from people in your inner circle, right? So how have you navigated your own journey to trusting yourself more? And where would you say your self-trust 
is today? That's a great question. My word for 2022 is trust. Mm. So the fact that we are talking about self-trust and cultivating it, like I'll be the first to say that I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it every single day. It's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. It's a muscle that I'm building. And what I've learned, I touched on it a little bit already. It's like making those little decisions over and over again. And then just being like, oh, that worked out. Like, for example, I just bought my first car and it's like, what kind of car do I want? There's so many options. Like, it's like, there's so many different things out there and so many directions that I can go. Do I want a lease? Do I want to buy? Do I want a new car? Do I want an old car? Do I want a SUV? Do I want like all the things? And just making the decision and trusting that it's going to work out because everything else in my life has worked out to this point to get me to where I am. And looking at our previous results and looking at trials and tribulations in my life where I've gotten through it and come out the other end allows me to continue to cultivate that self-trust where it's like, oh, wow, I got through that really shitty time so I can get through this, you know? And if maybe you haven't gone through something really horrible or made a big transition in your life, think about small things that you've accomplished or done that allow us to one, be proud of ourselves and acknowledge ourselves, which is always important. And the more that I do that, the more that we do that, the self-trust grows in that aspect, in that scenario. And like, even now, I mean, I struggle with trust in my business where it's like, where do I go? I want somebody as an entrepreneur. It's like, I want somebody to tell me what to do. I want somebody to tell me where to go and what's next in my business and where do we go? And of course, like hiring coaches, asking for support, which I know we're going to talk about as well, is powerful and is necessary a lot of the time, but that still allows you to cultivate trust in yourself over and over again. Mm, So good, babe. What would you name the essence of your personal power? Could be the name of a person or could be a word that describes it. Really the essence that comes to mind, this is such a hard question safety, like my essence and what I love to embody is people around me feeling safe. And that's because I feel safe, like, and safety is one of my highest values. Like when I'm in relationship, when I'm in a friendship, like romantic relationship, friendship, whatever it is, I crave safety and like feeling safe, feeling seen. And that is something that I give to others as well, because I give it to myself feeling like I'm safe. I got me, I can take care of me. And like, I love doing that for others. A lot of my friends, and it comes down, there's so many different parts of it, right? Like on my Instagram, it's like, I'm your hype girl, which is true. I love hyping everybody up. Right. And like, I always accept people as they are and always love to meet people where they're at and trust people and have them trust me. And that creates that layer of safety. And so the hype and the love and the compassion and the joining together, all of that creates that essence of safety with people around me because I want them to be able to come to me when they need support or or come to me to talk about anything and not feel judged and, and not feel like embarrassed about things. There's so many things that I've gone through or done in my life that I'm not proud of or, you know, weren't the highest version of me. And so I have that love and that compassion to others as well, where I'm far from perfect. Yeah. Mm. 
Wow, safety. What a powerful word to call your power. And it piggybacks off of like what you desire and what you desire to also give. So what you want to receive and give is safety and your power is that. I asked you that because I would encourage every woman listening, anyone who is listening, to put a word and essence to their power, to where you took it to, like the value, like the highest value they have, because the essence of our power touches other people. It's not just for us. And I love where you intuitively took it, of course, like safety, because it's about how your power impacts another. And then of course, how it feels in your body as an embodiment of safety. And as you know, House of Low is here to create safe spaces for women. So this is a high, high value of mine. I do not think there are enough safe spaces for women. I don't think there's enough safe spaces for men. And so I feel that our generation is trailblazing safety in a new way, not in a way where we're trapped or we're hiding, but in a way where we're fully out there unapologetically, right? To use our word, trusting ourselves and being in our power. because. Like you said, we're here to be leaders. We're here to be change makers. And that is a big responsibility. But if we're not in our power, we can never carry that out. So thank you for vulnerably sharing that and taking it there because that really expanded it even beyond where I thought we would go. So that's how Nafsika does it. This leads me into kind of transitioning around asking for what we desire. It's quite a journey to even get to a place where we're accepting what we desire and we've discovered it and we're like, okay, I do desire these things. I finally am in line with it. How is your relationship now to asking for what you desire? And that could be from the universe, from God. It could be from other people, like more in daily interactions. What is your relationship to asking for what you desire at this point? Such a good question. Again, work in progress. Like I am such a work in progress. It can be so scary to say what we want out loud because of the lack of belief. Like I'll speak about myself, like lack of belief in myself, feeling afraid of like, oh, am I going to be judged? Are people going to think I'm crazy if I say that that's what I want and that's my desire? Is it going to be impossible? Am I going to look dumb? Like all of the things that come up, like I struggle with that still every day. And what I have found is that when I ask for what I want, from the universe, from somebody else, from whatever, from myself. And I say it out loud, especially verbalizing it, putting a sound to it. Magic is created every single time. Like there is such power in saying it out loud. Like I've done new moon circles and full moon circles and like come together with women where we set an intention and we share like what we're creating this month or what we're releasing and all of these things. And we say it and then it happens because we say it out loud and we don't just keep it to ourselves. So that's huge for me. Also, the asking for support from other people, because listen, I'm number one, like Miss Independent. I can do it myself. Like it is what it is. I'll take care of me. I got me like that is me up until now. And what I have found is that the right people in our lives love to support us. It is a gift 
for somebody to be able to support you in what you need and that people around us are just waiting to be able to support us. Like they are waiting to be able to support us. And we just get to ask because I know that how I feel when somebody asks me for support and I can be there for them and I can provide that to them, it increases my self-esteem. It increases how I feel about myself. I'm like, oh my God, I just got to support that person and help them out with something. And Again, it's like those building blocks, like I talk about with being unapologetic and creating that self-trust. It's like, start asking for little things, like ask for support in little ways. And then you'll start noticing like, oh, okay, ask for support from other people, from the universe, from whoever. And then you'll start seeing your support requests be made and see how good it makes you feel, see how good it makes the other person feel. And then you can start asking for support for the bigger things and Trust me, I mean, I've asked people for support and they've said no, or they've ghosted me, or I asked them for support and then it bit me in the ass because they didn't do it as well as I'd want it, like as well as I could have, or, you know, it's not perfect. And you will find the right people in your life that will be there to support you. And different people play different roles in support. Like sometimes it's like an action, like somebody can actually be close nearby and support you physically with something, or maybe it's just via text or on the phone or whatever it is, like different people play different roles as far as support goes too. And learning what those roles that different people play in your life takes some trial and error and and figuring it out along the way. Mm. Mic drop. (laughs) I'm sure people make fun of me in their own head when I say mic drop because every episode, and I don't look for mic drop moments, by the way, they literally just happen. Every single episode, one of the women that are on or both say something and that is a mic drop. I have no other questions on that. (laughs) It's 100% true. And the place I want to go on next is abundance because generosity you spoke about is one of the highest vibrational feelings we can be in. So it's like gratitude. Generosity is right up there with gratitude. What we mean by that is these are states of being, states of mind, right? Gratitude is a state of mind. Abundance is a state of mind. And so is generosity. People ask me all the time, like, what is abundance, right? Abundance is an equal flow of giving and receiving. That is truly what abundance is about. Because when you feel abundant, when you are abundant in your life, you recognize and see that everything is plentiful in your life. And so you're giving from that. You're giving from what one of my favorite artists, I said this before, Lundrell says, overflow. I'm not depleted. I'm giving from my overflow because to bring us full circle to the top of the conversation, you said, filling up your cup. So how do you strive? And maybe strive is the wrong word, but how do you cultivate thinking abundantly and being in abundance in a culture that still emphasizes scarcity. Mm, Girl, this is literally the perfect topic. I can't even get over it because I just recently started, I'm getting all riled up, like sweaty, I'm all excited. In the past, like, and I, again, something that everybody can count on for me is that I'm so honest and transparent. Like I just say it the way it is. I've struggled with this a lot in the past. Like I have had such a scarcity mindset around everything, like scarcity around time, around money, around business, around friendships, around relationships. Like that's just like been programmed in my mind from a million different things that, you know, it is what it is. But what has worked for me very recently, like let's say this week recently of cultivating abundance and shifting is focusing on 
what I want, which we just talked about, instead of like what I don't want, because scarcity is like, oh, I don't want this, or I don't have enough time, or I don't have enough money. I focus on what I want and also what I already have. But more so than that, what's been working for me very recently around cultivating that mindset of abundance is I'm doing something by Tony Robbins called priming. And what that is, is it's priming your brain for the day to focus on gratitude. It also changes your physiology because it's breath work and meditation and like visualization all together in a 15 minute little video. And I can send it to you if you want to throw it in the show notes, but it's awesome. Like it's a great free resource on YouTube. And honestly, over the past like four days that I've been practicing it, my energy has shifted. My abundance has shifted. Like what I've attracted into my life has been different because I'm focusing on my energy. He has you focus on gratitudes and like visualize specific moments in your life that you can be grateful for big or small or whatever it is. And he also has you like put your hand on your heart, pull things in that you have created in in the past and also what you're looking to create in the future from different areas of your life. And every morning that I do this, I get emotional. Like I am crying because I've changed my physiology. I've changed my mindset so much in those 15 minutes that I'm so grateful for what the past and I'm excited about the future instead of being afraid for like, holy shit, how am I going to create all these things that I'm meaning to create? And I feel so far away from it. And that's where all the scarcity comes in and the like negative energy of like the gap, right? Of where I am versus where I want to be. There's no gap when I prime. And when I do that, that I like literally crave that. I'm not a big person who likes to meditate or do things like that, but this has been, it's only been a couple of days and it's, I vouch for it so much that it's easy to do a gratitude journal, right? Like I journal every morning, I'll write things down that I'm grateful for and blah, 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 which are great things to do, but I don't feel it. And abundance is a feeling. You get to feel it and believe it and trust yourself that you can create whatever abundance you're looking for in your life. And there's ways for us to manipulate our brain in a positive way and manipulate our body physiology in order to feel it even when we don't have those things and that has been insane this week oh thank you so much for sharing that cannot wait to link that please send it babe i will say you're right the act of just writing out stuff and you know it's not even like we're not grateful for it but the key with manifesting and i know everybody's trying to figure out how to manifest now. The key with manifesting anything in your life, which we basically manifest every single thing that happens to us, good or bad. And that's a whole other topic because humans don't like to take that responsibility on, but that is a responsibility. We are co-creating our lives, whether we are unconsciously or consciously aware of it. But to be in the feeling of it, to be in the vibration of something you desire, and not only that you don't have right now, you know it's coming. And really time is a construct, right? We know that all there is is now. So technically in the now you have everything you ever desire. So I love that you're doing this ritual where you're getting in the feeling because of course your whole body vibrationally is changing when you do that. Everything in life that we get is all about what we believe is possible, right? And what we believe we're worthy of. That's really the, I mean, the self-worth is literally everything, It takes a lot to dig into our self-worth and work on it, expand it, shadow work, all the lovely things. But I will say 
to get in the vibration of it, even if it's just a small thing every day, that is going to magnetize more into your life. So thank you for sharing that. And it just shows like you're doing the work. And I know we say that a lot, but like, I think people listen to conversations like this or people that are, you know, that have done it, quote unquote, whatever that means. And they think, oh, they just have something I don't. The answer is no. The answer is there is daily work that goes into this. And we both have rough days, right? And in those rough days is when these practices are even more essential. So I just love that you really grounded everybody in a very practical, but very deeply spiritual practice to do. So thank you for letting us into your world right now and and kind of what you're doing right now to just like take it to a new level. And that leads me into kind of the last part of this, which is surrender. (laughs) Oh, everyone's favorite word (laughs) throughout my life. I can look back now and pinpoint the moments when I was deep in trying to control everything. I know exactly the moments. I know how that ended. It didn't end so well in those moments. And in the last three, four years, it's been a slow process, but I finally am in a state of surrender. I can proudly say that to the point where I'm being so much myself every day. I never thought I'd get here that if stuff goes out, I'm like, there's a reason. And I can bounce back so fast. Like if I lose a client or if this opportunity doesn't go a certain way or something happens, I get sick. Someone I know is sick or whatever happens. I'm like, there's a reason. I never, ever thought I would get there. And that is the true embodiment of surrender, you know? And again, it's a daily practice. It's not like tomorrow something could happen that's really hard and I got to come back to surrender and cultivate it, right? So what does surrender look like to you? And what's your relationship to it throughout your life? And where do you find yourself now? And how are you embodying surrender or being kind of in that state of surrender more regularly these days? Oh, girl, you and I are one and the same. Like, ooh, surrender, I'm still working on. Like you said, every single day, I will tell you guys, like, I just got my first car ever at the age of 28. And I cried about six times trying to figure out this whole car situation. And like, it was so stressful. And I was freaking out about it. And I left multiple dealerships. And like, I'm a single woman trying to go in there by myself and the whole thing. And I wasn't surrendering. Like, this is a perfect example of not surrendering, holding on so tightly to like, it needs to happen right now. It needs to happen on my timeline. Like it's today, like all of these things, like driving that forward. And like, I'm even have my hand in a fist right now because that's what not surrendering feels like. Like Mm -hmm. just a fist around something where your nails are like digging in to your palm of your hand and it hurts. And like, that's how I was feeling. And what I did to really shift that again was I actually used a journaling tool that just came to mind when I was doing a full moon ceremony was writing out how I wanted to feel with this vehicle. And like, it's not going to be a car. It could be anything for anybody, right? I'm just going to use this example because it's just happened in my life. I wrote out like, this is how I want to feel when I'm driving this car. This is what this car is going to create in my life. This is what my day-to-day life is going to look like when I have this vehicle. And this is the vibration that I get to be to attract that in, to have it work where it doesn't have to be so hard. Like I have gone 25, probably longer than that, years of my life 
feeling like everything had to be so hard and everything had to be a struggle. Like I had to work really, really, really hard to get to where I wanted to be. And I had to work out really, really hard to get the body that I wanted. And then I had to work really hard to have the relationship I wanted or the friendships that I wanted or all these things. It was like hard, 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 hard. And again, it's a practice, but I am building evidence to support me in continuing to surrender, like the journaling and surrendering and releasing the car. And then no lie, the next day, a car dealership called me and offered me the car that I wanted in my budget, in my price range and everything really worked out. I'm doing a live today on this because I get to share this story. It's insane. And I hear so many people say things like this happened to them in their lives. And I never believed it until it started happening to me. And so for those of you listening who are like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great for them. But like, just do it. Like just practice it, do it. Lauren and I are no different than you are. And it's a practice, but now I have that evidence of like, Oh, remember when I surrendered and I was looking for a car and then it worked out better than I expected. Cool. Now, where do I get to surrender next in my life and continuing to kind of see that and build off of that for sure. And I think also like surrounding yourself with people who maybe are better at surrendering than we are. And I have a friend who's very good at surrendering. And I was telling her my saga about the car. And she's like, it sounds like you need to let go and surrender. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But then she, and I didn't do it immediately, but she put it in the back of my brain and in my mind that that's what I got to do. And so on my own timeline, when I decided that that was what was next for me, I surrendered and I released. And I think a part of surrendering too is the release whether it's writing, whether it's crying, whether it's screaming, whether it's dancing, whether it's moving our body, whether it's talking it out with somebody else, like the anger and the tightness that we have when we don't surrender gets to be released in some type of way so that we can let it go. Like physically, I'm a very like shaking my hands right now because that's how I do it sometimes. Like I'm a very physical person. And so being able to go on a run or jump up and down, or I am sensitive and emotional. So cry, let it out, whatever, like doesn't matter really has supported me in that because then the body stuff, the physiological stuff will support us in emotionally and mentally surrendering and releasing as well. Another mic drop. There were two mic drops on this episode. Where do I get to surrender next in my life? Let's all journal on that tonight. Okay. That is powerful. It's like my word I use, but that is powerful. First of all, that was a miracle. Synchronistic miracle that happened to you with your car. Miracles are real as day. They happen when we release the reins, let go of the reins and boy, if I don't learn this every day, I mean, you know, you experience it, like you said, and then the next moment comes and we're attached to a certain outcome and we have to do it all over again. We keep emphasizing in this conversation, this is a daily choice, a daily way of being. And you gave so many beautiful practices and rituals in that story, babe. So thank you. My last question is actually about you giving us three rituals that can help women be more unapologetic and be more unapologetically themselves and also cultivate self-trust. So I would love to hear like specifically to those things, what would be three rituals you would recommend to a woman listening? Mm. Oh, I love this question. So first one that comes to mind for me is dress. It's very easy. Like how we dress, like it seems so energy. Yeah. Like how we dress is energy. And 
trust me, like I am a gym rat. I'm somebody that just wants to wear a sports bra and like workout clothes every single day and live in that. And I do that most days, to be honest, but the type of outfits that I wear, like maybe it's a matching set and I feel really cute and I feel really powerful in it. I have these really sparkly sneakers that I'm obsessed with, right? So I'm expressing myself through these like literally so loud. These sneakers are so loud and they make my whole outfit and just being unapologetic in the way that we like to dress and whatever that looks like allows us to, it's a really easy stepping stone to do that. Because, I mean, it's an easy way to do that and trust ourselves in what we want to wear and how we want to adorn ourselves daily. And that doesn't mean that we have to, you know, dress to the nines every single day. And I will say the way that we dress, the way that we take care of ourselves from the outside is a reflection of how we take care of ourselves on the inside. And I know that even if I'm having a shitty day, if I dress to impress or I dress a certain way it will shift the trajectory of my day. If I have a shitty day and I just put on a big sweatshirt and sweatpants, whatever, I'm going to kind of stay in that. And there's days and there's times for that for sure. But that's something that has really supported me in being unapologetic. So one is dress, long-winded answer to that one part. Two is taking care of ourselves internally. So that's kind of like the dress is external. The internal, I would say, is whatever works best for you. If it's doing the priming video that's going to be tagged in the show notes, if it's journaling, if it's reading, if it's exercising, maybe it's all of the above, but setting your morning up for success, especially first thing in the morning, before you look at your phone, before you look at social media, before you start working, before the kids are running around or whatever it is for you, setting up your day, even if it's five minutes to have time for you will allow you to fill up your cup a little bit more, maybe all the way to allow yourself to be unapologetic and to express yourself because we can't express ourselves authentically and unapologetically and and trust ourselves if we're not taking care of ourselves on the inside and the outside for sure. So whatever that looks like, choose your own adventure on that one because it can be different for every single person Thirdly, I would say start surrounding yourself with women who get it because community and sisterhood and tribe and friendships, like I literally met Lauren on a Facebook group, you guys, because I was looking for friends. And now like, here we are. And I just literally sent her a message like randomly, like spammy and it worked out. Okay. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, I don't have any friends that believe in this stuff, or I don't know anybody who's like on the same vibe as me, like you can find them. They exist. We are out there everywhere. And you get to just look for them, work for them, be in the energy and the vibration of that. I always tell people like making new friends and creating that sisterhood is like dating. And it's very similar to that way. So surrounding yourself with other women is going to allow us to feel empowered and not be alone and have that support like we talked about earlier to continue to cultivate the things in ourselves where we may be independent, we may be able to do things by ourselves and we don't have to. That's like women coming together and linking arms is what's going to change this world. You're damn right, boo. (laughs) <laughs> I could not express that enough. I mean, expanders, right? I would not be here without the women that have expanded me and men without the people that have expanded me that I did not know existed <laughs> and call those people in back to even just the practices that Nasika talked about earlier. Like you're trying to manifest more thriving relationships and people that are like-minded because no matter how strong we are, we are influenced by the people around us, no matter 
how headstrong you are. It does not matter. Sometimes it's subconscious or we're unaware of how much people are influencing us around us. So I'm with you there. I've actually never said this publicly and you're really inspiring me to talk about this a little more on the dress piece. So I'm a big believer in poise and being polished. Now, what that looks like to everyone is unique to them. And my whole life, people were threatened by how I dressed. I mean, I was that, first of all, I'm an old soul and I've literally always been a decade ahead of my actual age. So in high school, I would dress like an executive. I swear to God, (laughs) it's so funny. And there's this joke where like people would just move out of the way in the hall because I would be coming down like in a business, like a suit, not a suit suit, but like dress clothes. Okay. Like express. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I notice people's energy towards me because I've been dressing for myself my whole life. I don't dress for anyone else, zero, because a lot of times like people are dressing in ways that I don't want to dress. And I have friends who are more like, I love dressing in beautiful athleisure wear as well, but they actually can work and be very motivated in that. And that's their essence, right? My essence is very, I love that you use the word adorn and I'm starting to be this way more and more as I embody and love myself more. I adorn my body because I've been at war with my body my whole life. That's a whole other podcast episode. But to your point, when we adorn our body on the outside, It is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside, of our glow, of our vibration. And I notice people treat me differently, right? Sometimes people are judgy. Throughout my whole life, I had comments like, oh, you're so dressed up today. You're so this and that. And I'm like, yep, for me. Thanks. And then now I I see, to your point, calling in more of my tribe and my soul family, they really love that about me. And they feel that energy and it makes them want to adorn themselves more especially for women, because I want to inspire women to adorn themselves and to see themselves on a throne, like goddess queen energy, where they are putting the effort into themselves on the outside because they want to, because it's for them, not for the male gaze, not for other people, not even for other women, but for them. And it's actually a direct reflection of how they feel on the inside. So Thank you for taking it there. And I'm, I'm really grateful I got to share kind of my experience there because when people would say, whoa, like you're so dressed up today, whoa, you know, like all that, that actually fed my whole I'm too much story my whole life. And I'm done with that, like done, done, done with that. So if I'm too much for you, like good luck, right? It's okay. We can part ways. And I have been too much for a lot of people throughout my life. And the ones that are for me, I'm not too much for. And I think that, A lot of women dim themselves, like this whole dimming, right? You talked about that's a big topic in the culture right now of dimming to fit in. I want you to really reflect on how am I dimming to fit in based on my outer vibe, right? This isn't about being dressed up or down. This is about how are you adorning your body? How are you honoring it as the creation vessel that it is today? Because it is a direct correlation to the things that we attract into our lives, the people. And so... Thank you for bringing that up. And I hope that gives women divine permission listening to just really look and say, how am I going to adorn myself more today or tomorrow? 
Girl, with that being said, I've been staring at all of your jewelry the entire where <laughs> I'm like, I need links to all of these things, like <laughs> the earrings, it. the necklaces, the rings. I'm I'm like, that's, no where, links, that's where I got the word adorned because I was looking at you and that's the power of this on Zoom as well. But like I was looking at you and I was like, that's I'm speaking to you as well. That's what you embody to me. And you're absolutely right. The people who are made to be in our lives are going to hype us up and they're going to cheer us on and they're not yeah. going to be intimidated by that or not think that we're too much. Like they are going to support the way that we dress, the way that we adorn ourselves or how we like to be. Yeah. Oh, that was such a beautiful way to end. I just have to say, I love you. Okay. Like love you. You are a gift to this world. You are a gift to women, to anyone that knows you, that meets you, your energy, your essence is pure radiance. It's pure grace and it's pure fucking power, boo. And I just can't wait to see you are going up, elevating at a rapid rate. And it's an honor to know you. I'm so grateful. God brought us together synchronistically, of course. Our vibration was a match for each other, right? And that's why we're here today. And I'm so grateful that you shared so much of your wisdom today. You have done so much work, more than most people I know. And you live this and breathe this and preach this every day to help as many people as possible. And I just want to honor you for that, truly. Mm, Thank you so much. I'm getting emotional over here. Thank you. Thank you. And I could say all of the same things about you. And I'm so grateful and honored that we're connected, that you had me on here today. Mm. And just to spread this light and, and share with others, because something that's really powerful that someone once told me that I'll never forget is what we see in other people is in us. That's right. That's right. Mm, That is so right, babe. Oh, let people know where they can connect with you. Any things you got going on that you want to plug and all the things, all the ways. Mm, So my favorite home is Instagram, home of my Instagram stories and reels. That's where you guys can find me. I sent more in the link. So you can have it in the show notes there. What I have going on right now, a million and one things. But one of my favorite things, of course, is my livelihood, my business, empowering other women, especially to own themselves, own their bodies, unapologetically own their finances, support with creating a freedom lifestyle and freedom in their bodies. So if that's something that any of your listeners are craving, freedom in their bodies, creating more health, energy, vitality in that, and also just freedom financially, that's what I'm creating on a daily basis. Oh, we will link all of it. I am so excited for what's to come for you this year. Keep trusting because a lot is unfolding for you. So I'm so excited and I'm so grateful for you being here. Thank you, babe. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, Low. Love.